Welcome to The Painted Garden with Kimberly Trowbridge. This is a podcast about color theory and the creative life. That was the sound of an airplane moving towards Boeing Field in the distance, going south. And then the sound of the rain. It's been a while since we've had a rain. Lots of hot, dry days. And so right now these plush pellets of water are falling on the dry late summer grass and has that wonderful, sweet, pungent smell. And I'm out here in my backyard drawn to that scent and to this particular light that's happening. It's kind of evening and it's been a kind of overcast day with some sunspots, but it's a really even kind of blank light gray sky right now moving towards twilight and all the colors have a kind of evenness to them it's just beautiful you can really just sense the kind of local color essence of every character and creature here in the yard and part of that smell is the the sensing of thankfulness. You feel it. You feel how thankful the plants are for this taste of water, this drenching. We can feel it because we feel it also. We also crave for this and we are one with nature in that sense, that thirst, that desire, that hunger to thrive and to grow. Today I did my first live Instagram video. My awesome media coach, Brittany Torres, uh, came over and facilitated it for me. So she was holding the camera and kind of following me around the studio and then able to look at the live questions that were coming in from viewers and could feed me those questions. And so she really helped set up this awesome scenario where I could be comfortable doing my thing, thinking and moving in the studio, um, but being able to participate in a context like that was really awesome. Uh, felt really good today, and I even went back and watched it, which I almost never do. Uh, like, I don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> um, and it surprisingly did not uh, make me cringe. <laughs> I actually was really proud of who I am and who I've become and who I'm becoming. And as wacko and silly and wonderful as I am, uh, I'm grateful to be alive and to have had my experiences and how I use those experiences in the studio in a meaningful way. Something that's been on my mind 
has been this wonderful quote by Arthur Miller, the playwright. You know, he wrote, Death of a Salesman, All My Sons, The Crucible. My partner and I recently watched a documentary about him, and so that's why he's been on my mind. It was a wonderful documentary by his daughter. And there's this particular scene where she is talking to him and kind of quoting him or questioning him, saying, don't you believe that tragedy is more optimistic than comedy? And he said, yes, with tragedy, the individual and the audience is faced with the hard realities of their experience. And in facing that, there's hope for them to then be able to face their own lives. I'm totally paraphrasing here. Um, But that idea of going to art and asking of it to give us the strength to see ourselves, to witness ourselves, to be present with ourselves, to acknowledge the need for growth and the need to learn from our patterns. the smell, the rain. This is just a treasure sitting out here. I'm safe under a nice sun umbrella that's a kind of tealy turquoise color. And then another table next to me, I've got another big umbrella that's a kind of cooler, sort of cobalty, ultramarine blue, you know, with the light passing through both of them. So they're glowing almost like kind of fluorescent. And then there's the oracle pool, the turquoise kitty pool, another blue coolish circle that's collecting the rain. And so there are these three circles of different types of blues that are like electric against this twilight garden right now where everything else is a kind of greenish gray starting to slide into the shadows. something else that's been on my mind because I've been writing and thinking about this body of work. Uh, Something that I talked about also today on my live Instagram video, which you can still access. It'll be part of an Instagram post in my IGTV. It'll just live there. Um, But one of the things I was trying to articulate is this idea that the garden is the theater for the cultivation of human consciousness. The garden is the theater 
for the cultivation and growth of human consciousness. Okay, so I'm in my backyard here. This garden is my theater for sure. I've cultivated different relationships with all the characters, witnessed them responding to each other, responding to me, continuing to grow, going through different seasons. And so it is a theater um, and it is a witnessing of the changes that are happening here on the stage. And so this idea of this cultivated relationship with nature, which is the garden, right? It's not wilderness. This is cultivated nature where it is a conscious collaboration and witnessing of each other. And so the garden is the theater for the cultivation and growth of human consciousness that here in this natural laboratory of relationships where we can view our own births and deaths so clearly and eternally to know what we're part of, what cycles we belong to, what rhythms are ours as sentient beings. That this is the very stage, the place where we get to cultivate our own growth as consciousnesses, because the only place we can see ourselves is through nature. She is our mirror and our guide. And so we must garden the earth. We must take care of the relationships and listen to them and witness them so that we can be called upon to be our better selves, so that we can be called upon to be part of it, to become it, to become ourselves. Right now against this flat, white, light gray sky, that's just kind of glowing like a distant light box. Flat white gray of the sky. I'm looking up beyond the umbrellas and seeing the silhouette of my smoke bush, deep red but almost grayish black in this strange light with that bleak white gray sky bright behind it and the smoke bush dark against it. And so just seeing not so much her color but her graphic shapes as dark against that flat white sky and her longest arm and tendril of these beautiful round leafy graphic shapes reaches upwards and almost touches the tip of one of the arms from the cherry tree and the cherry tree is a lighter value but still dark against the sky and has a kind of glowing orangey green tone to it and its leaves are long slender and pointy very different than the round uh, maroonish dark 
leaves of the smoke bush and they make a really beautiful choreographic dance against that bright pale white background. Well, and I can't leave here without mentioning the begonias and how they thrive in this low, silvery, even light. The begonias don't need the sun's light. They provide their own intensity and saturation from within them. Your cones and your rods can barely register the deep saturated red that you can still perceive in these wonderful deep gray shadows. The begonia is just so lovingly challenging in that way. She's very erotic and very silent but ferocious. And then next to me, such a lovely character. It's this mound of leaves that's maybe about ribcage high or high waist where my Dutch pipe vine that I have growing all over my back deck that has these huge light yellow green heart-shaped leaves. Uh, They're large in the late summer, so they're very large right now. Uh, Covers my whole deck and makes it just this gorgeous kind of Italian like grotto or vineyard. It's just lovely. But so the vine um, has started, of course, popping up and appearing in different places the yard and a couple years ago I had noticed kind of the first one in this place where my green little stump of leaves is Um, and it was one of the vines coming up in kind of the middle of the yard and the grass and so I ended up putting uh, hammering a wooden stake there and letting it start to crawl up that and so I've just kind of cultivated it over the last couple years and just sort of let that vine start to grow there and then I kind of add on to the structure and let it get a little bigger Um, but its stage that it's in right now is so fantastic so again about high like waist height Um, it's just this wonderful little frumpy dumpy rounded little like figure kind of like imagine like r2d2 sized like kind of a round little robot-y thing but made totally of green heart-shaped leaves with little tendrils that kind of curl and come off like antenna here and there. And it just looks like such a little green buddy, like you want to put it on a leash and kind of walk it around or just let it follow you where you go. It's so lovely. Um, It has appeared in many of my top hat paintings, especially from last summer. Um, where I paint her leaf cluster in front of the bright turquoise oracle pool that's behind her and that I can see now. And so there's this really cool scale shift between 
her as this leafy cluster kind of in the foreground and then the kind of circular oval of the oracle pool behind her almost like her feeding dish or something it's just it's a really beautiful shift in scale and space i'm very attracted to it um it continues to charm me